Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. We thank the Lord this morning for a brand new day that the Lord has blessed us with. We're coming together this morning to rejoice and to be glad in it because the Lord is worthy to be praised. And we just bless and we praise his holy name this morning. We love you this morning, Father God, and we give praise, glory, and honor to you this morning who have exalted your name and your word above all else, and you have magnified your word above all of your name. So we lift your name up this morning. We, we crown you with glory and honor this morning because you are worthy. You are the worthy Lamb of God that sits upon the throne. And we acknowledge you this morning, and we give thanks unto your holy name this morning, and we just welcome your Holy Spirit to come this morning and to have his way with us this morning. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to speak fresh manner this morning, fresh revelation this morning. Unveil the word of God, the mysteries of the word of God unto us this morning as we endeavor to open up the perfect law of liberty and dwell therein for a few minutes this morning that you might feed our hearts and our minds this morning. We need you this morning, Holy Spirit, to help us, to guide us, to direct us, to lead us, and to speak through us this morning to your people. There is an audience out here that is have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church in this hour. And so we thank you this morning for ears to hear, a heart to receive, and minds this morning that will be renewed by the word of God. We thank you that your word shall go out and it will not come back void until it accomplishes what you please in the purpose for which you sent it. So we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor that thy word have been found by us, and we delight ourselves in eating your word, and that word of yours have become a joy and a rejoicing to our hearts and our minds. We give you all praise, glory, and honor this morning that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, that we don't have to walk in darkness. We walk in the light as you are the light, because at the entrance of thy word, we receive light that we no longer have to walk in darkness. You are the light of the world, and if we follow after you, will never ever walk in darkness again. So we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for breaking the blinders off our eyes, taking the scales off, removing the wax out of our ears, Lord, that we might be able to hear clearly, that we may be able to see clearly everything that's being presented to us. And so we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Now we bind every attempt of the enemy, anything that he, that he tried to send in, uh, that tried to exalt itself above the knowledge of who you are. We cast it down. Now we bind the strong man this morning. So the goods of his house, the intentions of his house is spoiled this morning. And so we thank you and we praise you that we're going to tie him up even more with the lines of scripture that we're going to undertake this morning in our hearing. And so we know faith cometh by hearing and, and hearing by the word of God. So we thank you this morning and we praise you this morning for the breaking forth of new revelation this morning as we hear your word this morning. So we give you praise, glory and honor that everyone has an ear to hear this morning and a heart to receive this morning. Let the mind of Christ Jesus be also in us this morning. We thank you that your word is our counsel, the Lord God, and our delight. We thank you that you have sent your word to give us life and to revive us again. So we give you praise, glory, and honor. Now we pray, Holy Ghost, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart this morning be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our firm and penitent rock and our Redeemer. We love you this morning. We confess our adoration and love towards you this day. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Thank you for such an awesome uh, day yesterday, Lord God, as you spoke 
through our young men and women yesterday, God, and they blessed us. We thank and praise you that you pour back into them now, Father, and continue to use them for your glory. We thank and praise you for all those who supported us and joined us yesterday. You're increasing, you're expanding our territory. We thank you that even this morning, the platforms that right now, 40 platforms that are out there, we thank and praise you, Lord God, for the seven 1,500 that are on this platform that are listening in. We thank you for the thousands and thousands that are out there in other countries and other places across the broad spectrum of the United States of America who are chiming in this morning to listen to what thus says the Lord. Now, Father, you be the voice this morning that is heard over these airways, over these platforms, oh God, everywhere there is an ear to hear. You be the voice that speaks this morning. You be the spirit, Holy Ghost, that brings conviction. And you be the God who give increase this morning as this word goes out and fall on good ground. We ask you to break up all foul ground this morning. Lord, we ask you this morning to quicken the hearts and minds and the physical bodies of your people that is on this line this morning, that they not fall asleep, God, as they listen to this word this morning, but they'll stay alert. I speak it and prophesy it over them now, the spirit of alertness over them right now. And I bind up the spirit of tiredness this morning in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that the joy of the Lord come upon them right now and be their energy, be their strength this morning, that we might have spiritual synergy on this line this morning, all on one accord and one voice this morning, coming together for such a time as this, because we want to hear what thus says the Spirit of the Lord to us in this hour as we engage in this spiritual warfare, Lord God. We want to sharpen up our weapons this morning, Lord God, because they're not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Now let the spirit of discernment Rest upon us and be in us this morning that, Lord God, we no longer follow after the lying lips, oh, Lord God, of, of, of humanity out there right now that are manipulating, exploiting, and lying, flat out lying to the people. We want to be able this morning, Lord God, to filter those lies out, Lord God, and only discern those things that are good, those things that are right, that are pleasing to you, Father. So we thank you this morning and we praise you this morning that the cycle of people, your people that are out there being hurt right now, Lord God, and experience an unnecessary hardship because they're listening to the lying words of humanity and not consulting the counsel of your word, not delighting themselves in your perfect law of liberty, not continuing therein that they may have success and good success because you stand over your word to perform your word. You watch over it. And we thank you that you want us to know the truth and the truth make us free. And so we counsel that lying assignment of the lying spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, we cast out that lying demon right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we release truth this morning in the airways and over these podcasts, oh God, in Jesus' name, that it will fall on good ground and your people will be made free. And if the sun sets them free, we know they'll be free indeed. We declare that this morning that we too here, God, will stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made us free and we'll never, ever, ever be entangled with the yoke of bondage again because we have heard your word and we believe your word. Therefore, we're saved, oh God, from the enemy this morning. And so we give you praise, glory, and honor. Seal us, fill us, and heal us, and give us the victory continuously because we hear your word and we believe your word. We stand on your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let us in your word become one. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right then, well, we want to go this morning to the book of Jeremiah. I want to take a few verses out of chapter 7. And I want you to understand, again, that's the book of Jeremiah, chapter 7. We're going to start at verse 1. And uh, I, I want to just talk a little bit because I, I kind of caught a glimpse uh, yesterday uh, after this, the beautiful, wonderful service was over and something just started churning in my spirit. So as I sat in my living room just for a little bit and took just a glimpse 
uh, add some news just to get a, get caught up. Wasn't on there very long, but it was just amazing to me how many people on this planet are just so interested in trusting in lying words. It's like you can, you know, I, I just choose to believe that uh, instead of trying to defend a lie, we need to expose a lie or we need to not believe or buy into a lie. It's not hard these days to recognize when somebody is lying. And it's just amazing to me how people will put so much trust, will fight you tooth and nail to the very end to, to trust a lie when it's so easy to trust the truth, amen. And so we thank God for truth brokers this morning, those who publish and proclaim the truth, because Jesus said in John 8 and 32 and 36, I want you to know the truth and the truth make you free. And if the son who said about himself in the book of John chapter 14, verse six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. And so he said, if that son, Jesus, if he sets you free, then you're free indeed. And then Paul went on to the Galatian church and to the rest of us who have an ear to hear. And he said, look, in, in chapter five of the book of Galatians, verse one, then you got to stand fast in that liberty. Don't stop trusting in that liberty. Don't stop trusting in the spirit of truth. Amen. Because he has made us free. Stop trusting in these lying words that are coming forth right now. And it's contaminating and poisoning uh, the, the life cycle of a lot of people because they've invested so much in, you know, making these lying words be truth. And the Bible said in the last days it will come to pass that uh, people will call right wrong and wrong right. And they would rather believe a lie than to believe the truth. And we're experiencing that right now. So as I sat there and listened just a little bit, it was despicable. It just, it just, it just rang in my ears. It was, it was disgusting because I could sit there and discern why are these people just lying and why are they trying to cover this lie and why are they trying to add a lie to a lie to make a lie be a lie, you know, something other than a lie. And, and I had to go back to gun smoke. I had to get away from it because it was just that horrible in my listening. But then I, I began to think about all the thousands of listeners that are out there. They're hoping for something good to come. They're hoping that they're going to say something that people can put some trust in. They, they're hoping that they're going to have another answer than what they always give. But I just heard the Lord speak to me and say, if, if you if you are, are, are listening to that and trusting that, he said it's going to be more of the same. And so I just want to encourage you this morning to let you know that your ears are blessed by what you're about to hear you're about to hear the unadulterated, infallible, authentic word of truth. We heard it yesterday. We heard it the day before that. We heard it ever since we've had an ear to hear and been on this, on this, this creating a proud culture for God. You have heard the truth and you're able to distinguish and discern between the difference of truth and lying words. And that is a miracle within itself that God has put those spiritual filters in your ears and have caused you to hear, amen, the word of the Lord. He has given you ear to hear. I'm talking to somebody this morning, and I wish a couple of you would get excited about this, that God has blessed your ears to be able to hear what thus says the Lord. When you got a world out here, man, who has itching ears, looking for all kinds of wind of doctrines, they're, they're unstable, there's no stability, there's nothing to hope in, there's no confidence because they're not hearing the word of God. They are trusting in the lie, the lying lips of those out there, man, who are unrighteous and unfaithful, don't know no God, don't have no God, don't study no word, don't, don't pray to God. They just go about creating their own system of righteousness and religion. 
And so God is saying the truth is not in them. But you are blessed, men and women of God, because you have ears to hear what God is saying. This is what drives you to get up at six o'clock in the morning and shake off that sleep, dial that number and get on this line because your ears have been trained. Your ears have been developed to be able to receive the truth. Let it trickle down through your mind, on into your heart, on into your spirit. Let it begin to permeate you. Let it begin to saturate you. Let it begin to sanctify you. Let it begin to purify you and cleanse you and regenerate you and renew you, revive you, delight so you can delight in it, to counsel you and to give you life so that you can come away saying, thy words were found and I did eat them and they have become a joy and rejoicing in my heart, in my mind, and in Christ Jesus. And so the next thing you do is so good, you have to hide it in your heart that you don't sin against God because another door tomorrow will open up and bring all kinds of temptation and try to get you, man, to, to trust in those old lying words or trust in those old voices and put your hand back there and look back and go back into thinking about those old things instead of separating them. That's what the word does. It cuts us loose. It cuts us free. It separates us because it's powerful. It's quick. It's a two-edged sword. It cuts asunder between the dividing of soul and spirit and bone and marrow. Yeah. It is a penetrator and penetrable rock of God. And it goes in and it discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart of man. And so you are so blessed to be able to hear the word of the Lord this morning. And I pray for a springing forth of a revelation to hit you this morning as we come together on this Monday morning, May the 4th. Amen. This begins a national week of prayer anyway. So we're kicking this week off this morning. We pray nationally all the time. Amen. Every day, every morning at 6 a.m. But this is recognized as the beginning of the National Week of Prayer. Amen. And we know all kind of gatherings. The president and them probably going to host a bunch of nations, going to come to Capitol somewhere they're going to meet if they don't forget. You know, they, they subject to forget that this is national beginning of National Week of Prayer. Uh, amen. And so because prayer is not an agenda of theirs. Prayer is not something. Somebody might remind him or they may pull something together this week, but we don't know. We get together every morning at 6 a.m. anyway. We get together on Wednesday night hour of prayer anyway. We get together on Thursday for Bible study and wisdom call and prayer anyway. And so we thank God that prayer is a part of who we are this morning. And we do pray nationally, universally, because this is going out on the podcast to many, many listeners out there. But I want to draw your attention so that you will be able to understand the problem that these these that the, the God's people here, Israel, had a problem because they trusted in lying words. I'm here to tell you, man, some people are in trouble on this planet, and we're going to try to pray them through this morning. Prayerfully, the hundreds of thousands that are listening to this right now will get access to this, will be able to understand that there are lying words out there, and you you got to be able to discern between what is right and what is wrong so you can make a well-informed decision based on truth. Because God deals with truth. When we put him in remembrance of his word, because his word is truth. Amen. Book of John chapter 17, verse 17, it says, Sanctify them with thy word, because thy word is truth. This is not just some ordinary word. This is truth right here. It sanctifies, it cleanses, it builds you up, it encourages you, it perfects you for the work of ministry. It matures you. And God is waiting to hear his word. So let's take a look in here this morning. I want to begin reading at verse number one. That is Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, chapter seven, verse one. And we're going to read a few of these words at the time allowed uh, before we transition and pray about these things. Amen. Because too many of our people are falling victim 
out there, man, because they're trusting in lying words. And the sad thing is, Pastor Sharon, they know they lying words, but they just want so much for that lie to be right, for, for that thing to be true until they're willing to sacrifice calling a lie the truth and calling the truth a lie because of who it's coming from or what party affiliation is saying that, you know, and Jesus is saying, well, if you don't want to believe that and you don't want to believe what they say, then believe what I say. Come on. Believe what I say, because what I say is what counts in the end. If you don't want to believe what your president is saying, what your Republicans are saying, what your Democrats are saying, what your independents uh -huh. are saying. If you don't want to believe what your clergy is saying, because some of them are lying to twisting That's the right. truth. That's if you don't right. want to believe my priests, because some of them are lying to. He said, well, hey, believe me, because I'm not a man that I should lie. When I say that's what counts anyway. And so, amen. So God is helping us right there not to be able to trust in lying words, just like his people, Israel, who knew him, knew him, knew he was a God of, of, of integrity. Yes. And they still decided to listen to those lying words and trust those words, which got them nowhere. So let's kind of look at this case right here. And again, I want to title this trusting in lying words. It'll, it'll get you nowhere. It's a setback, you know, it, it'll, it'll get you killed if you don't, if you're not careful. Wow. And so here we see right here, it says in, in, in the, in the seventh chapter of Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, verse one, it says the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. I like that. The word that came from Jeremiah from the Lord saying this, what did it say? Pastor verse two, it says, stand in the gate. Okay of the Lord's house, wherever there is a platform for you to stand and declare the word of the Lord. We see this going on a lot right now. They got platforms out in the parking lot, people in the car with the window down. They got platforms, man, in the church right now, you know, nobody in there. So they're using that platform. You got all kind of platforms right now. Remember now when we was over in, um, we were studying over in the book of Ezekiel, Remember those platforms Ezekiel looked through the wall and saw in there? It had a lot of idol gods in there. It had a lot of abomination in there. And so here we go right here. He's saying, you know, stand in the gate. This is a man of God in the Lord's house, wherever that gathering is at, where it's in honor of him. He said, and proclaim there this word and say, look at what he's saying, and say, he's telling them what to say. I love this man. If you are a man or a woman of God, I don't care how young, how old, how long you've been saved, you all not want to say nothing but what God tells you to say. Amen. That's what's not going to come back void. That's what's going to fall on good ground. Amen. So he says here, and say, hear the word of the Lord. I'm saying to y'all this morning, hear the word, wake up, hear the word of the Lord. He says, all you of, Jude, of Judea, who enter in at these gates, specific gates. If you are coming to enter into the presence of the Lord, remember what he said, enter his gates with thanksgiving. That's how you know you're coming into those gates. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Come in his course with praise. That's why I had to wake y'all up this morning because we're actually entering into the gate, that place where we're getting ready to proclaim what thus says the Lord. So you have to see that this is a spiritual place. It's not a physical place. We're entering into the presence of the Lord, even though we're in different locations geographically. It does not matter. We're all coming together, gathering to that place that have been prepared, which is this podcast, which is this prayer call. This is our gate this morning when we chimed in, when we dialed in. 
We're entering in and we want to hear what thus says the Lord to the people that have gathered. Amen. And so you're already blessed. He says, enter in at these gates and listen to this now, because this is exactly what I came downstairs to do this morning. And I got started and Minister Smith was already on. So she entered in. But listen at what it said to worship, to worship, to worship the Lord. First order of business, to worship the Lord. That's why I had that music on, because I was following this script right here, just trying to see if I experiment the way God said, if I do it just like he said, I'm going to see how many people are going to come on this morning and enter that gate with worship and enter that gate with thanksgiving, and enter that gate with praise and come in those courts, man. And that's exactly what began to happen. Everybody began to trickle in, shake off yesterday, shake off what, what you were weeping over last night. And all of a sudden, we began to get back into that place of worship. We began to bring our minds and our thoughts. It's so important that we be on one accord. It's so important, you know, that we be one voice crying out to him, that we be the voice of worship in the earth so that the Lord would be so pleased to come and dwell in our midst. You got to picture this right here. This is what has been missing right here. This is why it's so hard when the word comes forth for people to discern because they don't enter the gate right. They don't come with worship. They don't come and present their bodies to God as a living sacrifice, regardless of where you are geographically. That's why we specifically come in, I'll say this, with a bang. We come in with a loud voice, making a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. It's a reason why God says that in the book of Psalms chapter 100. He's serious about how you enter the gate and how you come into his courts. You know, and so what I was thinking about, I said, man, let me get my music on. Let me get myself right because I want to be, I want to go in the gate the right way this morning. I want to enter his presence the right way this morning. So I was already worshiping him this morning as you all start to come in. And so remember that as we go forth in the future, we want to hear what thus says the Lord. Remember the prophet said, he said, say this to them as they enter the gates, when that worship begins to be released in you. So when we come in in the morning, Come and present your body to the Lord as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God without a spot or without a wrinkle. If you get on early, go ahead on and start praising him so that when somebody else come on, bam, they know somebody's already in the gate. They know that worship is already going up. You don't have to be as loud as me, but you need to be you, you, you need to be getting your focus, getting your mind right. Thank you, Lord. Permeating the atmosphere. Wow, we're going to have others going to be joining us in a minute because, you know, there's coming a word from the Lord. Amen. So go ahead, as Pastor Eric said, and prep the battlefield. Amen. Because we're getting ready to do war and worship is one of our greatest weapons to get us started. Verse three, he says, thus says the Lord. There it is again. Thus says the Lord, not your favorite bishop, not your favorite apostle, not that person who you think got all that anointing. But he says, thus says the Lord of hosts. He's hosting all of this worship, all of what we're saying. And it says the God of Israel that's the one and only true and living God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All these other gods, they're an abomination to God. <coughs> we don't have no other God before him. So you go bow to Buddha, throw change in his lap, all that stuff. You do all of that. You go rub your rosary three or four times. You do all that stuff you want to do. But he said, we come to worship the God of Israel. Amen. You go shout to, a, 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 you know, Muhammad, whoever you want to, Hindu gods, it doesn't matter. But here the scripture says you go and worship and give your worship and present yourself to the God of Israel, 
you know, as a living sacrifice. And then he, he ain't changed. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's never going to change. Don't listen to those lying words. Don't put your trust in those lying words. There's only one way to get to the Father, and it's through Jesus. He is the high and exalted, lifted up one. His train is what fills the temple. Okay, and he said, if I be lifted up in the earth, I will draw all men unto me. I don't see nowhere in here where it said, thus said the Lord, lift up some other God, lift up some other man that's dead and in the grave just like you. And he ain't getting up. He ain't got no life in him. Muhammad is dead, you know, and that statue of Mary out there is dead. You can rub them beads all day long. There's no magic in there. And you're going to see in this lesson, that's what they began to treat the temple of God in the gathering place of God like because they heard lying words. They put their trust in lying words. They thought the place, and in here it's, going to, it's called shallow, which is a gathering place, like a church place, like a sacred place. They gathered there not because they wanted to hear the word of God. They had already heard some lying words and had trusted in those words from other voices and so they came to the place expecting the place itself to have some kind of magic in it yes. it wasn't no magic in those stones it ain't no magic in the church it ain't no magic in the building it's just a, a similar it's just a place where people gather and some folk think when they go to church something automatic gonna happen because i'm sitting in church mm -hmm. you know and then when somebody get up and start speaking and never say thus said the lord they think that's a word from god just because the person got a title. But God stands by his word. He performs his word. All those other voices, those are lying words, you know, lying on the Lord sometimes. So let's go a little further here. He says, men, look at the words that God, now this God, I love this. Before you can receive anything from God, you don't worship God. You done came in the gates the right way. You done heard what the Lord told the man of God, the woman of God to say. We heard that yesterday. Now look at what God tells you after he gives you the instruction. We heard Quint talking about that. The word of God is good for doctrine. It's inspired of God. Good for doctrine. It's good for reproof. Meaning that anything you did wrong in your life, once you start worshiping God, it'll surface. It'll come up if you're really worshiping God. If you're there just to feel good because you're in church and you're texting the whole time, you're not going to get this. You're not going to get this. So you're going to go back out to church worse than when you came because you were a phony. You sat back there and you hid. And you just thought some magic was going to happen just because you was in the church. No, you got you to gotta be engaging. You got to get into the worship. You got to understand what you're there to do. And you got to be a one voice crying out to God. And so once that happens, once that worship happens, once that word is given, Look at what he says. Now he begins to instruct you so that that word is good for reproof. It tells you what you did wrong. Then it says good for correction. Now, if that's the word of God, you got something that you can correct. And it ain't necessarily somebody telling you, you better go do this. It's the word of God convicting you. And he said it's good for instruction in righteousness. It's a doctrine that's given at a certain time to free a people who are bound. And if you're not bound, you're already free. It's to build you up and perfect you for the work of ministry. Not to tickle your ears and tell you what you want to hear. It's to convict you if you need conviction. Why? So that you can amend your ways. So that you go out that church when you leave, you're not the same as when you came in. Now, if you're hearing them same old lying words that you heard last week, and you go out and say, oh, man, my pastor preached. And somebody said, what did they say? I don't know, but it sure felt good. Had my toes praising God. Jesus, Jesus. Them same old lying words, itching ears, telling you what you want to hear, making you feel good. 
but you're not amending your ways. Look at this next. Look at look at what he says going to happen when you when you when 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 it's thus says the Lord. You know, I'm talking about the the God of Israel, the real true God, yes. not the traditional God, the God of men. Look at what he says. Amend your ways in your doings. Why wow, that word has convicted you. That word has come to be a doctrine to help you live by. It has come to reprove you. It has come to correct you. It has come to instruct you in righteousness so that the men and women of God, when I go back out here to face this world with all these lions, tongues and spirits and people out here and deception out here. I can discern because I've received the word. I've been made free by it. I've been set free by it. Now I can amend my ways so that when I go out here, I'm not going out the same. I'm a new creature. I've heard something new. My mind has been renewed a little bit more. I've been changed a little bit more. I've been convicted a little bit more. I'm made a little bit freer now because I heard the truth again. I didn't hear those lying words. Don't get accustomed to, to lending yourself to sitting in places to hear lying traditional words of men that makes the glorious gospel of no effect. I hear God saying some of you used to turn off your radio. You need to shut down some of these, all these ministries that you, you, you're letting speak into your life. Because all of it is not what thus says the Lord. All of it is not talking about the God of Israel and what he said and what he promised and what he did. That's why there's no conviction. So there's no amending of your ways and your doings. Because we're trusting in those lying words. Just like his people did. He said, amend your ways and your doings. And listen to what he says. And I will cause you to dwell in this place. I love that. I will cause you to dwell in this place. Yes. What place? The place that God has prepared for you, that place of safety, that place of security, that hiding place where the name of the Lord is that hiding place where we are safe. He said, I'll cause you not to just visit this place on Easter and on Christmas and on whatever day you come, special programs or anniversaries. He said, but dwell in this place. I mean, that'll be your place of refuge, your place of fortress, your place where you go to learn fellowship and worship together with the rest of the saints of God. That place, that is a real place. It's a place of freedom. It's a dwelling place. It's a secret place of the most high God where we can abide under the shadows of the almighty. And we can say of the Lord when we come out, my God, that he's my refuge and my fortress in him. Will I put my trust? Yes, Lord. And then he goes on to say right here, he says, and I will cause you to dwell in this place that I prepared for you, for my children, uh, for those who are called by my name. He says, do not trust in these lying words saying, listen, listen at this now, do not, I didn't write this in here, do not trust in these lying words saying the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. <clears throat> if God is not there, if he's not worshipped, he's not honored, if you honoring men, putting them up on pedestals, if you running around talking about you need to go to my church, you need to come to my bishop church, people telling you, I invited you to my church, and you know, and, and, and you putting your name on the church. That's why I love when God gave us the vision. We said, Lord, what, the, what do we call the church? He said, say this, it's, it, it's God's house where everybody's somebody special. Bam. Work for me, Lord. 
And we tell people, don't you tell nobody. You, when they say, I'm coming to your church, I say, I don't have no church. That's God's house. People ride by and see the sign. They read our name, say, New Freedom. And first thing, I say, hold up. Did you read the rest of the statement? That's God's house where everybody's somebody special. It's a reason why those words are there. You know, that's the very reason right there. Because sometimes people start making it their house instead of his house. Their church instead of God's church. You ought to come to our church. We be having some good service at our church. I'll come there when Jesus start coming there. I'll come there when his name is being lifted up and exalted. If he's not there, I ain't got no business there. I can't find nothing there. You know. And so he says it right there. There are the old people out there, man, that worship the building. They talk about how beautiful the building is. They talk about how many fish sandwiches they had to sell to get the new windows in the building. They talk about how many fundraisers they had to do to buy the pastor a new chair that he can sit in. You know, they talk about all these things, man. They glorify the building. They don't glorify the God of the church. And they did that, man, when... Um, they came to Jesus, man, when he visited the temple. They wanted him to see all the big stone buildings and how beautiful they looked and how beautiful they had built the temple. And Jesus said, look, if y'all don't hurry up and start worshiping me, before I come back, all oh, that's going to be a big pile of rubble. They thought there was some kind of magic in the size of the building and the beautifulness of the building and how the architectural layout was. They thought this is, it's the same thing today. People trying to build these great, big, fabulous uh, you know, auditoriums and buildings and it's so massive, it overwhelms you when you come in there and, you know, they got the, the raising floors up out the ceiling with the smoke effects and they got the sound effects and they, they're trying to create this, this certain atmosphere, man, and just get you so caught up in it. And before you know it, you're so focused on that, you forgot to give him worship. You entered the gates looking for all that. You invited your friends. Oh, you got to come and see this church, girl. Oh, my God. You, it's something happened to you when you go inside that church. It's, it's like they're looking for magic just like these people. And Lord said, just because it say church don't mean that it's the church of God. Don't mean that he's the one that's worshipped there. And so he's calling it out right here. He said, don't listen to. Look at it. He said, he said, do not trust in these lying words saying the temple, the temple, the temple of the Lord are these. No, it's not that building. Five, he says, for if you thoroughly amend your ways, thoroughly amend your ways, give up all that stuff, put your whole heart and trust and confidence in him, your ways and your doings. He's talking about a total uh, annihilation of all those things that's not of God. He's talking about a total separation. He's talking about giving it all up, turning away from it and turning toward God completely. I heard Pastor Eric Pastor Phoebe talk about all the books and all the stuff that they started getting rid of. They had no more use for it. They weren't going to find God in that stuff. You're only going to find God when you begin to read his holy word. He's going to reveal himself. And so let's go a little further here. Verse 5, he says, For you have to thoroughly amend your ways and your doings if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor if you do not oppress the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, in this place, or walk after other gods to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. We're supposed to be the benefactors of what God 
Abraham's blessings is supposed to be ours because we're people of faith. But look at all the things the Lord said we do to each other. Look at what we do to the homeless, the fathers, the underserved, the disadvantaged. And we call ourselves people of God. And we go to church on Sunday and worship God, but during the week, we hate everybody. We do everybody wrong. We put down everybody. We talk about everybody. We hate everybody. We don't try to help nobody. But we got the audacity to ask somebody to come to the White House and pray for me that I get reelected. And you ain't love nobody. You ain't asked them to pray for nobody. And these clergy are dumb enough to go up there and do it. Get all around him for a photo op, and they put that out on the evening news. Look at all these 700 and some men and women of God that went to the White House by request of the president, and nobody ministered salvation. Nobody said, Mr. President, here is the word of the Lord for you. You need to repent and ask God to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you just like anybody else. You're not going to be able, Mr. President, to really win without being set free by the truth. You might win an election, but you won't win a place in, 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 in this holy place that God has called this place. You won't be able to dwell in this secret place. That's because they're not voices of God. They're, they're trust, trying to get people to trust in those lying words. Okay? Those lying words. Instead of telling them the truth, you know, you got a shot. You got an opportunity. You get close. You lay hands. But look at what the prophet here said. You know, he said, this is what the Lord told me to say. Hear the word of the Lord. All you of Judah. OK, all those people at the time that were sitting in those high places. You know, Judah was God's praise. But were they speaking on the behalf of God? Were they doing? No. Look at what he says right there. in Verse seven. What you wasn't doing is what you should have been doing. You got a problem out here now. You have an epidemic and a pandemic right now. You have people right now, poor people becoming worse off. You have black people that are dying at an epidemic rate because they don't have the right stuff in place, the infrastructure. They don't have access to the right medical stuff. They don't have, you know, it's like you're sitting back and you're wishing that they would be annihilated. But you call yourself, you want somebody to pray for you to get reelected so we can have more of that, more of those lying words. Scripting people of their hope. Some people came to this country as dreamers hoping to build a, a future for their families. You done destroyed that and took that away from them. But you want somebody to come and pray for you to get reelected and win? You got doctors out here right now who's got the right approach to this coronavirus. And you telling them to shut up because they're embarrassing you. And there are people out there want to hear what they got to say so that they can take the appropriate steps. They believe that God is speaking to those people because they're the subject matter experts. And you want to shut them up and get your little notepad that's been prepared for you by some distorted mind and begin to tell them you need to put more trust in my lying words. Some things are just obvious. And the Lord has said, stop trusting these lying words and put your trust and confidence in what thus says the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, all Judea. Then he was talking about his called out people, you know. Now it is expanded all over the place right now. We're on 40 platforms. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, 40 platforms. Hear the word of the Lord, 7,500 listeners. Hear the word of the Lord, all you tongues and tribes and nations out there that have access to this. We have to put our trust and confidence in the Lord and in what thus says the Lord. Stop listening to 
all of these media streams of MSNBC, NBC, Fox News, or whatever news you listen to. Because a lot of them are just repeating what was said. But you need to stand on the word, build on the word. There's no greater foundation that can be laid than that which has already been laid, which is what was foretold by the major prophets and minor prophets. Thus says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Stop trusting in and listening to those lying words. That's what he said. Stop doing it. As you can see, it is not getting the outcome that God has determined and planned for his people. He says, do not trust in these lying words where they're saying, this is God. They don't know God. How can you say this is God? This place is of God. This temple is of God. This worship is of God. Stop trusting in those lying words. Know the truth. Let the truth renew your mind. Become familiar with the truth. Hunger and thirst for the truth that you might be free. Every morning, grace and truth meet together. There's new mercy every morning. But there is a gathering. There is a meeting where grace, the spirit of grace and the spirit of truth, they meet together for the counsel of the Lord every morning. It's the reason why they're coming together. They want to speak to you when you come on at 6 a.m. They want to speak to you what thus says the Lord. We don't want to just come on and lie to you, make up stuff. Everybody who's saying, Lord, Lord, don't know the Lord. And there's a lot of people now that have podcasts going on, calling for prayer groups. Every day there's somebody else feel like they want to start a prayer group. I think they're just doing it, man, to say they're doing something. I don't believe a lot of them have sought God because I, I, from what I hear sometimes, some of the feedback and responses I'll be reading, I'll be like, that can't be God. Good intentions are not enough. This man right here said, thus says the Lord. What are we saying? Thus says the Lord. What are we giving you? What thus says the Lord? We're giving you the word of God. You're hearing the word of God this morning. And there was a warning in here and I didn't put it in here. He says, do not. Do not. Trust these lying words saying, you know, he calls the temple of God three times. They're saying that you represent God when you don't. This is a sanctified place where we're gathering on this line. So let's go on. Verse eight here, he says, uh, and this has been a long time promise. God made this promise back there to Abraham and I, all those that came before us. And we always believe by the word that we are the blessings of Abraham belong to us too. We just saw that. He says right there in the end of verse seven. He says, then I will cause you to dwell in this place, amen, and that place of safety, that place of blessing, that place of prosperity, that land that flowed with milk and honey, and we're believing to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of living, so we can identify with that. He says, in the land that I gave to your fathers before you forever and ever. So God's covenant is going to be reestablished in every generation. Remember the seedbed, as long as there's, you know, the earth remains, there will be a seed time and harvest, summer and winter. Cursing and blessing, lying and truth being told. We're going to go through that man forever. And we're going to have to make a choice because we learned yesterday in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, uh, 11 through, through, through 20. It says, hey, you know that I have called today heaven and earth to witness against you that I have set before you life and death. Now choose ye life, every generation. 
Choose the truth, which brings life. And if you don't, then the curses in the book going to come on you. If you do, the blessings going to overshadow you and overtake you. It's very simple. It's very clear. Go with what thus says the Lord. You know, hear the word of the Lord. He's speaking very loud. He's speaking very clear. He says, I do not want you to trust in lying words, lying lips, people who beguile you, deceive you, manipulate you, exploit you, curse you, speak all men of evil against you, pray for them and move on and keep our trust and hope in him because that blessing that was Abraham's is ours too. Somebody ought to say right now, the blessing of Abraham belonged to me. They're mine today. You know, I'm a part of that covenant that was established. God don't change his mind. He fulfills his covenant. Verse 80 says, behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. I hope y'all hear me. You trust in lying words that cannot profit. And then he goes on in that and say, will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal and walk after other gods, little G, whom you do not know? 10 and then come and stand before me in this house, this holy place, gather on this line, knowing your heart not right. Ain't said nothing to God lately. Ain't read no Bible lately. You know, ain't been in the house of God lately. And come and gather on this place right here. And then he goes on to say, which is called by my name. God mandated this prayer call, you know, my name and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations. No, God don't send you to kill, murder, steal. That's a lot of that going on right now. And some people think they're purging the cities, purging the place of all these people for God. Big old assault weapons, big old flags and crosses walking around out there. Saying, man, that ain't no picture of God. Those are abominations. And then for to have your leader to get up, man, and say, them some good people out there. Said that yesterday. Them some good people out there. They're fighting for America. We fighting for God. We fight for him to be glorified. We fight for him to be lifted up. We fight for people to turn back and put their trust in him. That's what we fighting for. And the weapons that we're using, they're not 30 round magazines. The weapons that we use, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They're not visible strapped across my shoulder. I don't need to have a bulletproof vest if I know I'm out there working for God. I stand behind the shield of the truth, the badge of truth. He, he is my protection. Yes, he, is. he puts a hedge of protection around me. I'm not getting out there doing stupid stuff and calling it, we're we doing this for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Temple of God, temple of God, temple of God. No, that doesn't represent God. Those are, those are not the weapons we use. As we get ready to close, he goes on to say here, we are delivered to do all these abominations is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Do not trust in those lying words. I don't care how big their force is. I don't care who their spokesman is. I don't care how many times the leader of the free world get up there and say those are good people out there doing what they think is right to protect America. From who? Americans? Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes? Ask the question there. Behold, I, even I have seen it. The Lord has seen it, says the Lord, 12. But go now to my place, okay, which was shallow, okay, meaning this place was once a place of honor and respect, but now you treat it like a place of magic. You know, like it only works for you. 
and your abominations, and it don't work for anybody else. You know, if it's going to be shallow, then let it be shallow. You know, don't make it down low. If it's going to be shallow, if it's going to be a place where my presence dwell, where the people gather to worship me and to honor me, then let it be so. Let it be the temple of God. Get rid of the abominations. Get rid of the false prophets, the false teachers. They're contaminating my, my, my holy place. I cleaned it once. I'll clean it again. Judgment will begin at the household of faith. I have no respect of person. If the priest's not living right, I'll, I'll, I'll clean them. If the pastors are false, they're not preaching sound doctrine, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with them. But let shallow be shallow. And shallow and abominations can walk together. You can treat it like it's a place of magic if you want to. You can bring all these abominations if you want to. But it's not going to help people. Lying lips speaking from my platforms is not going to help my people. Deceiving my people, making false promises, them false prophecies, not going to help my people. That's why I want to clean my father's house. That's why I cleaned it once and I cleaned it again. It will be a house of purity, a house of power, a house of prayer, and a house of perfected praise that the miracles of God can appear there, that deliverance can happen there, that I'll be pleased to come and dwell there. I'm not pleased to come and dwell there now because it's no longer representing my name. You're lifting up everybody else's name. You're bringing in everybody else got with a name, with a title. You're not ushering me in. You're not welcoming me in. You've opened your doors and invited every kind of abominable spirit out there. Leading my worship. When I said, thus says the Lord, you come and worship me. Every individual, one voice crying out to me, presenting your body to me as a living sacrifice. I don't want people coming to sing to each other and for each other. I want you all to be one voice when you enter the gates, presenting your body to me as a living sacrifice. How can you go out and murder through the week and hate your brothers and sisters that you see every day and come on Sunday and say you love the Lord who you never seen and lift your hands in the sanctuary? It's an abomination. Stop trusting in those lying words. It's false worship. It's false preaching. It's false teaching. It's all based on a false premise of how you envision it, not according to what thus says the Lord. You're preaching a gospel, but you're not preaching my gospel because my gospel is liberating. My gospel, what thus says the Lord, it does not come back void. It does what I please and takes care of the purpose for which I sent it. I sent my word to heal you and to rescue you from destruction. I sent my word to convict you, to open your eyes, that you might be made free once you hear it. That faith may come, that you'll be able to walk out of that place with your ways and doings amended because you have heard the word of the Lord. You can now hide it in your heart where you will not go forth and sin continuously, perpetually, but you will be free to go out and free others. Amen. So, fathers, we come this morning. We thank you for these 10 verses that have reminded us, oh God, of what you require when we enter those gates, that holy, sacred place that you called us to. Even this morning, as we have assembled on this prayer line, this mandate from God, we declare this to be our gathering place in the morning. 
We declare that this is the place where we enter your gates and we come in your courts with thanksgiving. We enter your gates with praise. We come to adore you. We come to make known to you our adoration and love on this day. We come to bring you our individual sacrifices of worship unto you, presenting our bodies to you as a living sacrifice. And we're praying this morning that as this message has gone out over the airways, over the, the communication channels, the platforms, oh God, the podcasts everywhere, that people are understanding right now how to enter into your presence, regardless of what physical place they're in, that there is a secret place that we can escape to, that we might worship you, that we might have uh, time before you in your presence, Lord God, coming clean before you, before we enter your gates, setting aside all those things, amending all our ways and doings, Lord God, and, and repenting of our sins, that when we come into your presence, when we step across that threshold, that we will be worthy that our praise and our worship and our offerings, oh God, will be acceptable unto you, Lord God. They'll come up as a sweet odor of fragrance in your nostrils and a sweet sound in your ear and that you know God the right worshipers have appeared before you that come to worship you in spirit and in truth and 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 and, 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 and the beauty of holiness oh Lord God because we've been sanctified by thy word because thy word is truth we've been reminded how to enter your gates we've been reminded how to come in your course and even this morning as we pray God as a as a universal gathering with with listeners all over the world that are listening tuning in that is hearing this right now and they're understanding Lord God but you have prepared a place called this creating a prayer culture for God that your people can assemble, Lord God, right now, understanding who they are and whose they are and who they belong to and who we come together to be one voice, many members all over the place, rightly, knitly, fitly, join together for one common cause that we may come together and worship you, God, and then leave it uh, out of your presence with our ways amended that we may go forth as new people, Lord, renewed in the things of God with a freshness on us, God, that we may go forward because we've been in the presence of the Lord that we may be able to go now and be a city that sit on a hill, the light of the world with our light so shining because the glory is on our countenance and people will begin to know and sense that we have been in the presence of the Lord. They will know God that when we open our mouths and speak that we're speaking the word of the Lord that was spoken, Lord God, we're passing it on. We're sharing it, Lord God, because we heard the word of the Lord. We heard what thus says the Lord. And when we speak, God, we say that thus said the Lord, this is what the Lord says. This is his message to you. And so, Father, that we will be able, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, to walk in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and never, ever be entangled with the yoke of bondage again, because you said it's for the sake of freedom that I free you, that others might be free. So, Father, we're claiming souls for the kingdom this morning because thy word has gone forth, oh God. We know it's falling on good ground. We know right now stony hearts are being broken up. We know right now that there are listeners out there that are receiving the word of the Lord this morning. They're lifting their hands right now all over the place, and they're beginning to respond to you with worship this morning, oh God, and they're presenting their bodies to you as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable God without a spot or without a wrinkle. They're repenting right now. They're asking you for forgiveness right now because they have falsely worshipped you, God. There are ministers, there's preachers, there's clergy, there's priests out there right now, Lord God, that have given a false doctrine, Lord God, and right now they're coming clean. Right now, God, they're asking the Holy Spirit to help them, to empower them, to free them, to feel them, to heal them, to seal them, that they may go forth and declare the good news, what thus says the Lord, and not the tradition of men, God, not the philosophy of men, oh, Lord God. And Father, so we thank you right now. We praise you right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for your deliverance falling right now, Lord God, 
in the name of Jesus, falling on the hearts of men and women right now, Lord God. And so, Father, we give you the praise right now to deliver them, to convict them, Lord God, to turn them back towards you. You said the judgment, the trying of their faith. Lord God, you are using judgment right now, not to destroy God, but to get us like you did Israel, to turn our hearts back towards you, Lord God, and let it begin at the pulpit, Lord God, and let it go out into the parking lot attendance, oh Lord God. Let it go everywhere, Lord God. Sanctify your temple, your Father's house right now. Sanctify that gathering place right now, that we not preach man, but we preach God, the Son of Man and the Son of God, him lifted up, him lifted up, that he can draw all men because there's power in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, may your name continue to be lifted up, oh God, as we come in those gates, oh Lord God. Let us come, Lord God, to hear what thus says the Lord. Let it not be just a social gathering. Not Let it not be just a place we say we go to church to hear the choir sing, but let it be a place where we come and worship you, God, where we come and enter your gates as your sheep created by you, God. We didn't create ourselves, oh God. And so, Father, let it just be so according to your word this morning. We thank and praise you that we have heard what thus says the Lord this morning. May this word fall on good ground and not come back, boy, that we no longer trust in those lying words, but we trust in the truth that we've heard, that we've learned, and we go forth right now in Jesus' name, in truth, righteousness, and peace and joy, pleasing you, aiming to please, aiming to please you, striving to please you, in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, that we may be accepted of you and approved of men. We give you the praise of going on right now because your kingdom is not meat and drinking material things. Your kingdom is not in word only, but your, your kingdom is also in power. So we thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost right now as we go out. All of our ways have been amended. All of our doings have been amended. We go out now in the liberty of the Spirit, and we thank and praise you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. Truly thank God. Amen. For this awesome opportunity once again to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Amen. To the creating a prayer culture for God. Amen. Prayer line. My name is Pastor Eric Davis. I'm the pastor of More Than Conquerors Warrior for Christ Ministry, along with my wife, Pastor Fever. Amen. We are truly, truly thankful to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. To be able to gather around this morning. Amen. As we enter his gates with thanksgiving, Amen. as we enter his holy, holy court with praise, we thank God. Amen. And everyone that has chimed in and come together just to celebrate, amen, just to celebrate, amen, another day that God has given us, amen, another opportunity that God has given us, amen, to gather together, amen, as one, amen, he said, when two or three gather and call out my name, he said, yeah, I'm in the midst, and we thank God, amen, that we have invited the Holy Spirit, amen, to come in the place in your house, in your vehicle, on your way to school, amen, on your way to your job, on your way to your workplace, amen. We thank God that we have invited the Holy Spirit to come in and dwell within us, amen. So we thank God, amen, for another awesome opportunity this morning, amen, as we are reaching out to all the listeners all over the world. Praise be to God. Thank God for all our listeners and our supporters, amen, that can always come together and be able, amen, to dine in this word. Praise be to God. Amen. I want to turn your attention to, praise be to God, amen, glory be to God. I want to be able to turn your attention to, amen, the 
fact, amen, that while we come together, amen, as we have done this morning, like we do every morning, we always come together and we invite the Holy Spirit, amen, to come into place, praise be to God. And I want to turn your attention to the word Hosanna, amen. And you look up that word, amen, as I did, amen. I want to be able, amen, to always invite the Holy Spirit. I want to be able to invite him to come, amen, in every situation, every circumstance, every conversation, every gathering that we have together. And it's because we are using the tongue, amen, the word of our mouth, amen, from our heart to speak, amen. And Hosanna means to bless it be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. It means a shout of praise, amen, and admiration made in recognition of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, on his triumph entry into Jerusalem. I say this, let's say this every time, amen, every time that we gather together, that we welcome, amen, we say, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord, amen, Hosanna, Hosanna, amen, and we welcome him into the creating a prayer culture for God prayer line, amen. Just as when they welcome Jesus on his triumph, amen, to Jerusalem, praise be to God. They laid down palm branches, they spoke, they blessed his name, amen. Just as much as we're doing now, we're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord, amen. His name is Jesus Christ, praise be to God. And it means to shout of praise, amen. Every opportunity that we have, saints of God, we got to say Hosanna. We got to say, blessed be the name of the Lord, amen. Because God, if you be for us, who in the world can be against us? So that's why we say that, amen. It is the highest praise, amen. Uh, right now, can someone please put your phone on mute? I hear some background in the back. Amen. We are doing a live recording. Praise be to God. I'm going to pause it right now, but I ask you, please, put your phone on mute. I'm still hearing TV in the background. I'm hearing conversation. Let's be respectable. Amen. The word of the Lord is coming forth. So I ask of this, saints of God. I ask whoever it is, please put your phone on mute. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. So we truly thank God, amen, for another opportunity, praise be to God, that we can say, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord, amen. We come to you, amen, with the fear heart, the heart to love God, to tell you about Jesus, amen, to keep you informed about the things of God, amen. And I'm truly, truly so joyful, amen, to be able to come to a creating a prayer culture for God, prayer line, hotline, amen, restoration place, amen, gatekeepers, warriors, overcomers, amen, intercessory prayer warriors, that we always can come together as one and say, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord. We submit everything to Jesus, amen, and as you see that, thanks to God, as you are declaring the word out of your mouth, it's going forth according to Isaiah 55 and 11, that it will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was set out to do. Amen. And as uh, as Pastor Lefter, amen, praise be to God, man of God, I thank him, amen, for the word yesterday because it just fought the fire, praise be to God, for even more to kill this fire throughout the week, amen. 
So I'm going to be talking to you all today, amen, as what he continued from yesterday. Praise be to God about the danger of trusting and lying words, amen. An awesome message, amen, a powerful message from the man of God yesterday. And he said he, God wants his children to stop putting their trust and confidence and reliance, dependence, belief, assurance, and liars and their lying lip tongues, amen, mouth and words. And he said that we got to mend our ways, amen. Mend our ways means submit, amen. That means we got to purify. We got to purify our ways before, amen, before we even ask of anything of God, amen. Because he who comes to him to ask, you must first believe, my God. So we got to be very careful about the danger of trusting in lying tongues and listening to lying tongues. Because there's a lot of liars out there. There's a lot of schemers out there. There's a lot of ism and schism and cunning and craftiness. Because the devil is the father of lies, amen. Jesus said that according, amen, to the book of John, chapter 8, verse 44, he said that he is the father of lies, and lying is his native tongue. My God. So you got to tune in in the spirit, saints of God, to be able to recognize the language, amen, that the, that the evil spirit are speaking, amen, because it can be very cunning. It can be very crafty. The Bible says he, he masquerades like an angel of life. So you better know what you're hearing, amen. And before you speak that word out of your mouth, you have to be very careful about what you say, amen. So the title of the message I'm going to be talking about today is talking about controlling the tongue by speaking words that God can use, amen. Controlling the tongue by speaking words that God can use, saints of God. Because we know that blessing and cursing can't come from the same fountain, my God. Just like salt water and fresh water don't mix, my God. So you cannot speak blessing one time, then you speak curses again, my God. It can't come from the same tongue. So we're going to learn how to control the tongue. By speaking words that God can use. If God cannot use it, you should not say it. Hold that tongue. Amen. As we were talking about yesterday, hold that tongue. Because if you listen to those who out there that's lying, it's going to create a, 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 a like a, a, a transport of, of, of words out of your mouth, amen, coming from your heart, and you're going to find yourself in big trouble. My God. Because you can't bring them words back. You can't resend them. You can't take them back, put them back in your mouth. No. Once it goes out, it will not It will not come back forward. Come on. Everything that we say, amen. I'm speaking on the prayer culture line right now, and these words are going out, amen. And Jesus said that we're going to be held for every idle word that proceeds out of our mouth, amen. According to the book of Matthew chapter 12 and 38, we're going to be here accountable for everything that we say. Praise be to God. So I want to turn your attention, amen, first of all, as I stated yesterday, praise be to God, when Pastor Nelson, he got finished teaching, amen. Mm-hmm. I, I told him, amen, and everyone else, amen, we want to start off in Jeremiah chapter 7, starting with verse 1. But I just want to break the mold right there. Praise be to God. I got so much to, to deliver it, amen. I'm not going to get it all in today, amen, but I will continue on Friday. So I thank God, amen, that we have another opportunity, praise be to God, as pastors to be able to continue on the teaching, amen, because once God gives it to us, amen, 
I'm telling you, thanks to God, it's like fire shot up in our bone, my God, as we begin to start teaching and preaching. But as we look at Jeremiah chapter 7, amen, as Pastor Luther was teaching on yesterday, he started with verse 1, and I read the whole entire chapter, praise be to God, but something that really caught my attention, amen, as he was teaching yesterday about the danger of uh, the danger of trusting in lying tongues. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 7, start with verse 1. It says, This is what the Lord of heavenly armies, the Lord of God of Israel, says, Take your burnt offering and your other sacrifice and eat them yourself. He said in verse 22, When you, I led your ancestors out of Egypt, God is reminding them, it was not burnt offering and sacrifice I wanted from them. In verse 23, this is what I told them. Now you look at that. He said, this is what I told them. So God is speaking. Every time God says something, he speaks with power. He said, this is what I told them. He said, obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. He said, do everything I what? I say and all will be well. So God is always Speaking, saints of God, is the fact that we need to listen. And I put myself in that category because we're all working out our soul salvation through fear and trembling. He said, but do everything I say. So we got to do everything that God said. I don't care, amen, what situation, what circumstance you're going through. Everything that God said is the truth, saints of God. And the truth shall set and make us free. And who the Son is set free is free indeed. So he said, do everything I say and all will be well. That is God confirming his word that is coming out of his mouth. So when he's speaking, he said, you are blessed in the city. You are blessed in the field. You are the top and not the bottom. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God said, I raise up a standard against it. So we got to do everything that God said. And he said, he put a, a stamp of approval on it. He said, everything will be well. It's going to be all right. God is in control. He's in control of everything that is going on. He's in control of the good. He's in control of the bad. Like Pastor Sharon said before, God don't let nothing happen unless he allows it. Amen. He don't give no power to, to the enemy or to anyone else that is roaming on this earth unless he's allowed it. Because he knows that at the end, amen, it's going to be better than the beginning. So he said, Say all is well, but my people, watch this now. I love this. Verse 24 of the book of Jeremiah, chapter 7 and 24, for those who are just joining, but my people will not listen to me. My God, you got to be quick to listen. They kept doing whatever they wanted, following the stubborn desire of their evil heart. This is God talking now through the prophet Jeremiah. He said they went back and forth. I remember when we was on the prayer culture line yesterday, and Pastor Luther had mentioned about not going backwards, not going back to Egypt. Come on, say to God, we're not going back to Egypt. God said they went back, backward instead of forward. No, we always moving forward. When we get on every morning, we start our day, amen, we're moving forward in the name of the Lord, amen. We're never looking back, amen. As William and God has a song that never looking back, amen. I'm always moving forward, amen. That was one of the mottos in the infantry in the United States Army. They said, follow me. We're always moving forward, moving forward. When I was on the drill sergeant status, that was our, that was our unit motto. 
that we would say every time we gave God information, we would come together, and when we come to the position of attention, we'll say, always forward, amen. We're always moving forward. We're always gaining ground. We are winning, thanks of God. We have the victory, but God said they went backwards instead of forward. So when the word come out of your mouth, you speak the word of God, amen. It's going forward. Nothing should come back, my God, amen. Because if it comes back, that is not of God. That is that is the word of the devil, his language. He said, from the day of your ancestors, God is reminding us of our elders who left Egypt until now. I have continued to send my servants and prophets day in and day out. That's God's mouthpiece. His word is always going. Amen. It's always flowing. In the day, in the night, every second of the hour, prophecy is continued to come to pass, amen. Some prophecy that has been spoken by the major amount of prophets have not come to pass, amen, but it's on its way because God said it, amen. That's enough to know that he's already done it. And he's let us know that no matter what, the stars come up in the morning, my word's still going up. The stars go down in the evening, my word's still going up. It's going up even when we're sleeping. It's going up. Even when we're resting, it's going up. Even in the midst of our trials and tribulations, God's word is still going in and out every single day. He said, but my people have not listened. Remember, you got to listen. You got to be listening, amen? We got to listen. We got to listen to what the Lord is saying, amen? We can't. We got to watch the danger of trusting in those out there that speak in their native tongue of liars. He said, my people have not listened to me or even tried to hear. They have been stubborn and sinful, even worse than their ancestors. My God, they are taking what is good and converting it to evil and taking evil and trying to convert it to good. My God, the devil is a liar. Amen. That's what he is. God said they're stubborn and they're sinful. God sees everything that's going on this earth. He see our politicians. He see our leaders. Amen. In these government positions. He see our, our people. Amen. Who are, who are supposed to be called by his name, amen, who's supposed to be praying and humble themselves, amen, and turning away from their wicked ways. And he, so, he said, they're supposed to do the right thing. But face of God, they have chosen not to do the right thing, amen. That's why they're in the position where they're in right now. They are not fighting from a good position. They are fighting from on crumble ground. They're fighting, amen. They're running. They're scared because... They have spoken a, 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 a native language of the devil, my God, who is the father lies, and all of that stuff is about to come back on them. Let's go on to read here, verse 27. God said, tell them, there you go, he's speaking again, he's saying it again, tell them all of this, but do not expect them to listen. Oh, my God, I had to underline that. He said, shout out your warning. Come on, Jeremiah. Come on, children of God. Come on, Pastor Harry. Come on, Pastor Phoebe. Come on, Pastor Luster. Come on, Pastor Sharon. He said, shout out your warning, but do not expect them to respond. Woo, my God. When someone get up there and speak, my God, you got so many newscasts right now where the leaders of this country all over this world are getting up and speaking, and people are listening to them, and they are sowing their wild oats. <coughs> Their desire and their future and their vision is to that person that is standing up there on that podium because they're trusting in their word. They're trusting in their way. But I got news for you, face of God. God said, expect them not to respond 
My God, because they're not going to respond. Amen. They're, they're just a statue. They're just an empty shell. My God, in the name of Jesus. As Brother Quinn said on Sunday, it's just a phone with no battery in it. My God, it got no power. My God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, help them. Look at verse 28. Say to them, God said it again. Come on, Jeremiah. This is the nation who people will not obey their God and who refuse to be taught. Woo! My God. I thank God that we did not refuse to receive his teaching, his learning, his love. Amen. Because his love is what changed us. Amen. Therefore, any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, new things are yet to come. Now, thank God, I want you to catch that because as I said that, that is the word of God. I spoke that out. Amen. Every time, every time, every opportunity, I'm speaking out the word of God. He said, declare the word. Amen. He said, this has been my word out. Amen. That it will not return void, that it will accomplish what I set it out to do. So God says to them, this nation people will not obey the Lord their God who refuse to be taught. Truth has vanished from among them. It is no longer heard on their lips. Shave your head in the morning and weep alone on the mountain. For the Lord has rejected and forsaken this generation that has provoked his fury. My God. We serve a loving God, but we also serve a God of wrath. My God. And God's wrath and his fury, my God. He is coming back as the judge, the righteous judge. I know we got nine Supreme Court justices up there, but no, no, no. God is the righteous judge. Amen. He is the only judge. Amen. He's going to judge everyone according to their words and deeds. My God. Every outer word, we're going to have to be said. At the judgment seat of God, amen, and we're going to have to give account for everything that we say. So as you see that in Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 21, start with 21, that God is speaking, amen. He's always speaking, amen. And some of us, amen, and I'll say us, and together, amen, we need to be quick to listen, slow to respond, slow to get angry. According to the book of James, chapter 1 and 19, be quick to listen, my God, be slow to anger, my God, my God, you got to be slow to anger just because someone says something to you, just because they try to get up under your skin, just because they try to ruffle your feathers, my God, you can hear them, you can hear them on TV, you can hear them on social media, but don't you give in to anger, my God, it's okay to get anger, but don't see it, yes, you don't want no one to stop your blessing from coming forth. So as God was taking me, amen, he took me, amen, to Proverbs chapter 21, Psalm with verse 23. We're talking about the tongue. We're talking about the tongue. We're talking about the tongue, about controlling the tongue, about speaking words that God can use. In Proverbs chapter 21, Psalm with verse 23, that's the book of Proverbs chapter 21, Psalm with verse 23, forever God is mouth and tongue his soul from trouble. So we have to guard our mouth. Amen. We have to guard our mouth. We have to guard the words that comes out our mouth. If the words are not coming out our mouth and God can't use it, we don't need to say it. My God. And we're declaring that over the atmosphere, over social media, over every platform. 
So those who are getting up there, who call themselves to be a man or woman of God, who call themselves to be a leader of this nation or a leader in the world, oh my God, it don't matter who it is, praise be to God, you got to guard your mouth and tongue and so you'll keep your soul from trouble. Mm, mm, mm. My God. Let's go, amen. Let's go and back it up a little bit more. Let's go to Psalm chapter 14 and 1. Psalm chapter 14 and 1. The book of Psalms, chapter 14, Psalm with verse 1. Oh, my God. Look. He said here in the book of Psalms, chapter 14 and 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That's what they're saying out there. There ain't no God because of all of this pandemic that's going around. They thinking that, oh, my God, what happened? What happened to y'all God? What happened to y'all Lord? God is always here. He's the same God as today, yesterday, and forevermore. And he knows everything that's going around. And they, in the Bible says here in the book of Psalms 14 and 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. The devil is a liar. So the Bible goes on to say in the book of Psalms, chapter 14 and 2, the Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand who seek God. My God, thank God that we gather every morning at 6 o'clock a.m. on the dot, ready, sharp, standing, putting our toes on the line, ready to hear what does say the Lord, ready to hear what the Lord is saying in our life, ready to hear all of the goodness and the blessings that the Lord is laying down upon his children who are called by his name who will humble themselves, pray, and seek my faith, turn from my wicked ways, my God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that we turn from our wicked ways. And God, you said only then when I hear from heaven, my God, he sits high and he looks low. He said, I will forgive you of your sins and I will yes. heal your land, my God. We yes. thank God for this creating a prayer culture for God, prayer line podcast that God has established, amen, the mandate. Praise be to God that he can look down from heaven upon his children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. Lord, we're seeking you, God. Amen. We're calling out the name of Jesus. Hosanna. Blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. My God. We're shouting praises and admiration and recognition after the Messiah, the Christ. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, the anointed one, amen. The anointing is what destroys the yoke, God. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Woo, my God, we welcome the Holy Spirit. We welcome the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, God. We welcome the Holy Spirit. So that confirms it right there, saints of God, in the book of Psalms, chapter 14 and 1 and 2, amen, that we are doing exactly what God has required us to do what he has instructed us to do as he told Jeremiah, as he told Ezekiel, amen, as he told Isaiah, amen, as the major prophet, Monachi, my God, Zechariah, praise be to God, Daniel, as he chose his servant to speak the word out of their mouth, amen, and don't be ashamed, according to Romans 1 and 16, we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, my God, we got to declare that word, we got to speak that word, thanks of God. Let nothing be a hindrance in you in speaking the word of God. Because God is controlling everything. My God. As we turn your attention to the book of James chapter 3 and 1. Praise be to God. The book of James chapter 3 and 1. Controlling the tongue by speaking 
that word that God can use. My God. The book of James chapter 3, start with verse 1. He said, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers. Got to watch this now. In the church, not teachers in the school system, but teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. Instead, we all make many mistakes. God is saying here, we all make mistakes. Amen. For if we could control our tongue, that little tornado that we talked about yesterday, we will would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every way. Now you look at this as the book of James chapter 3, starting with verse 1, amen, praise be to God. You can tame anything here on this earth. Man has the ability, amen, to tame the animals, the bird in the air. They, they got people out there that can take an a, a eagle or, or, or a hawk and put it on their hand, and they can make them go out and hunt, amen, full form, and have them come back. They can tame a dog. They can tame a cat. They can tame a monkey. They can even tame dolphins and whales. My God. But God has given us dominion and power over every living, creeping, crawling, crawling creature, amen, in the air and in the sea. But one thing that man cannot do is tame that tongue. Mm-hmm. That tongue can set fire. That tongue can let a fire. It can all. It can. It can build up. It can plant. It can build up. But it also can cause division. So that's why God is saying here: we all make mistakes. For we could control. For if we could control our tongue, we would be perfect. And also, we can control ourselves in every way. He said we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in his mouth. Amen? You can make that horse go anywhere that you want to go. That mule, that mule is flying, flying the field. You can say, you can pull to the left, and that mule will go to the left. You can say, pull to the right. You say, go to the right. He goes to the right. Amen? And it's going to go. He said, just as a small rubble makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot can go, even though the winds are strong, my God, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. That's what we're seeing. And today, amen, we've seen it, amen, in history, amen, as, as one, as a dictator, as Saddam Hussein, he's gone, Adolf Hitler, he's gone. When they got up there and speak, and all they had to do is raise their right hand and just shout some, some, some crazy words out there, Amen. They had followers. They had those. They had millions of followers. Amen. They had those out there who was just as evil as they were because they used their tongue to convince the people because all the things that were coming out of their mouth was lying. Amen. They was an influence in the people. They infiltrated in the people's mind and their heart. And that way the people became blinded. Amen. Because the Bible said in First and Second Corinthians chapter four and four that the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbeliever. My God, He said, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. You know, one little fire can start a uh, one little spark can start a fire throughout the whole forest, and it can burn the whole forest down, and it can cause damage to everyone, not only to the humans. But it also can cause damage to our wildlife, amen, our natural resource. The ecosystem, amen, can be totally out of control 
where the animals don't have no place to live. God's animals, they are God. They belong to God. They don't have no place to live. They don't have no place where they can go and feed because of the spark of the fire has destroyed everything in its sight. And it will not stop unless someone come along to extinguish the fire. And I'm, you know where I'm going to because the only thing that can extinguish that fire and take that tongue is the word of God. That's why I said controlling the tongue by speaking words that God can use. He said here, and the tongue is a flame of fire in the whole world of wickedness corrupting the entire body. It can set your whole life on fire for it is set on fire by hell itself. And verse 7. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. My God, I told you. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord. Yeah, like Brother Quinn said on Sunday, we at church, we praising him. We in the gathering of God's people, we're praising But soon the scene is over with, my God. And he said, sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. How can blessing and cursing flow from the same fountain? My God. That's why we got to examine ourselves. And so blessing and cursing coming, come pouring out of the same mouth? My God. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. My God. He said, this is not right. God said, it's not right that you, you say one thing out of side of your mouth, then you say one thing out of the other side of your mouth. He said you either be hot or cold, be one or the other. Do not be lukewarm, amen. If you're going to declare the word of God, amen, you're going to speak it, amen. You speak what does say the Lord. Come out of his word, which is the manna from heaven, which is the word of life, amen. Praise be to God. He said, and so, in verse 11, does a spring of water bubble out of both fresh water and bitter water? He said, does a fig tree produce olives? No. Hmm. Or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from spring water. My God. If no human can change the tongue, then why bother, not, why bother trying to, uh, to tame it? Amen. No human can change the tongue. Only the word of God can change the tongue. That's why we have to always Study our word, write with the body the word of truth, pray, continue to praise God, continue to submit ourselves unto the Lord, continue to get him admiration, mesmerized by God, Hosanna, hallelujah, the highest praise. We speak blessing, we speak authority to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, even though we may not achieve perfect control of our tongue, the Holy Spirit will help us learn to self-control. My God. Thank you, Pastor Nelson, from yesterday about telling us about putting our trust and confidence, amen, and dependence and belief and assurance, amen, in God and not in liars and the lying lips, my God, and lying tongue and lying mouth and lying words, my God. He said, remember that we are not fighting the tongue's fire in our own strength. The Holy Spirit gives us increasing power to monitor and control what we say so that when we are offended, watch this now, because I know a lot of us get offended by what people say and what people think of us, 
but we are thick skinned, amen. We're dead man walking. You can't kill me with words, amen. And I hope everyone else is speaking that same language. He said, so when they are offended, he's talking about us, the Spirit will remind us of God's love, and we won't react in a hateful manner. Woo! When we are criticized, the Spirit will heal the hurt and help us not to last out. My God. That's why the book of James in 1, chapter 1, chapter 1, verses 19, it said, be quick to listen, slow to respond, slow to get angry. My God, no matter how many times people criticize us, no matter how many times they talk about us, amen, God said that the Holy Spirit will remind us of all of his love, amen, all of his love, thanks to God. And the thing about this, you got to grow into this. This is what I call spiritual maturity, amen, being mature in the word, amen. And Pastor Luther always say, eat the meat, throw away the bones, amen. And we have to literally do, do that every single opportunity. Amen. You you be quick to listen, slow to respond, slow to get angry. Amen. Because he said, if those who desire to become teachers in the church, amen. And I emphasize that in the church, in the house of God, this temple, amen, this fountain that's flowing out the blessing of God, who's speaking the word of God, amen, a prophet who's not ashamed who's not ashamed to declare the words of God, amen, to declare what is about to happen, forthcoming, amen, the thing that is coming to pass, amen, and not all of the prophets, amen, are out there, are telling the people, amen, the things that God is speaking. They're coming out of their own fountain. They're coming out of a dirty well. It's been contaminated. But that's why you got to be quick to listen Slow to respond, slow to get angry. You can go to the book of James, chapter 1 and 19. That's why we're giving you the word, because we are teachers of the word. And that's why he said a teacher should be, uh, should be held in a high, a high position, amen, accountable. Because when you teach, it's not like the teaching in school system or teaching someone in a class. It's like teaching the word of God. So you got to know what you're talking about. you got to stay in that word. you got to stay on your knees and pray. you got to get your faith before the Lord. you got to stay in repentance, my God, because you are a teacher. You're supposed to teach what the word says, not what you say, not what the man says, not what your, your sister and your brother saying. No, you teach what the word of God says. Come on. Come on, saints of God. Teach what the word of God says, amen. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to control that tongue by speaking words that God can use. Amen? You always go back to what the words say with that tongue. Because that tongue can really tear down some families. It has done it in the past, but it also has built families up. When God said that you shall live and not die, but you shall declare the words of the Lord in the earth, so that is what we're doing, amen, for our family, for our children, every single day, every morning. We're declaring the words of the Lord in the earth, amen, and we are reaping the harvest, amen, that has been planted in the minds and the hearts of God's people. Praise be to God. Our children are coming back, amen. 
Their loved ones are coming back. Families are being restored. Why? Because you declare it with your mouth, the word of God, that, Lord, I believe and in my heart, in my soul, in my mind, that my child is coming back home. I believe, Father God, for salvation in my whole entire family. I believe that my brothers and my sisters and my cousins, my nephews, my whole entire generation, my God should live and not die, but declare the words of the Lord, because you said, Father God, for it is written, God, that never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging for bread. So I declare that, God, out of my mouth, with his tongue, with his mouth, Father God, Lord, you said that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of Christ, God. You said, Father God, that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God. You said, Father God, that your word should go forth, that it will not return forth, but it will accomplish what I said it out to do out of my mouth, Father God. You said, Father God, according to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29 and 11, that you said, Father God, that I know the plans that I have for my people. Plans for peace and not evil. Plan for you and I to have an expected end. My God, you said, Father God, with a hope and a future, God. You said, Father God, not by power nor by might, but you said, Father God, by my spirit in the name of Jesus. You said, Father God, according to the book of Romans chapter 8 and 31, if God be for me, who in the world can be against me? You said, Father God, who dare bring a charge against God's elite? You said, Father God, according to Philippians chapter 4 and 19, the book of Philippians chapter 4 and 19, that you said, Father God, that you would supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. You said, Father God, that I'm the head and not the tail. You said, Father God, that I'm the top and not the bottom. You said, Father God, when the enemy comes in one direction, you make him flee in another direction sevenfold. My God. You said, Father God, that we're blessed in the city. You said, Father God, that we're blessed in the field. My God, you said, Father God, your word, Father God, according to the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 and 3. You said, Father God, if I call upon your name, that you will answer us and you will show us great and mighty things, things that we do not know. My God, but you will reveal those things to us in the spirit. You said this, Father God, for it is written that man should not live by bread alone. But live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You said, Father God, my God, according to Psalm chapter 1, my God, blessed is the man that sit under the counsel of the godly. Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus. You said these, Father God, my God. You said, Father God, according to second, the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 5 and 17, therefore any man be in Christ. You said, Father God, he is a new creation. You said, Father God. That old things are passed away. You said, Father God, that new things are yet to come. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Because you said it, Father God. You tamed this tongue, God. You tamed this mouth, Father God. You tamed these thoughts that is in our minds, God. You tamed these things that is in our heart, God. You said, Father God, according to the book of Romans, chapter 10 and 8, that if I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin, that on the third day, oh my God, you said, Father God, that you are the resurrection of life, God, that you rose with all power in your hand. You said, Father God, that you are seated at the right hand of authority. You said, Father God, that you are the intercessor for all of the prayer warriors, God, all of your children, Father God. You said, 
Father God. In this nation, Father God, that will humble themselves, my God, in the name of Jesus, and turn from their wicked ways. Yet then will you hear from heaven, my God, and you will forgive them their sins. You said, Father God, that you will heal our land, God. And we thank you in the name of Jesus, my God, for taming his tongue, God. You said, Father God, in the book of James, chapter 1 and 19, that be quick to listen, slow to respond, slow to get angry. My God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, God, for taming his tongue, God. And we sing, Father God, praise and honor. Lift up our brothers and sisters, my God, in the name of Jesus. You said, Father God, that through love and kindness have I grown thee, God. And Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus. We're speaking it, Lord. We're speaking it, God, because only you can control this tongue, God. And we're speaking words, Father God, your words to lift up the body of Christ, to lift up the heels, my God. Look to the heels. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Look to the heels, God, that come at our help. You said, Father God, our help coming from the Lord. You said, Father God, your word, Father God, your word in the beginning, God, according to the book of John chapter 1, you say, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You said it, Father God, let us create man in our own image, upright, vertical, my God, in the name of Jesus. Stand it, Father God, you said, Father God, your plumb line, Father God, has been established in the earth, Father God. So, Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus, God. Ah, my God, my God, we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You said, Father God, my God, that's why we speak, my God. We speak, we declare it. You said, Father God, it is written, Father God, that in the last day I will pour out my spirit that your sons and daughters shall prophesy, my God, your male and female servant, my God, they shall prophesy, and that your young men shall see vision, my God. You said it, Father God. We seen it on Sunday morning, God, that your young men shall see vision, and we seen it again, God, when you said your old man should dream, dream, God. And we thank you, God, because you said it, God, and we're going to stand on your word, God, because you said all is well, God. All is well with us, Father God. So we bless your holy name today, God, and forevermore, God. We say, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. <clears throat> Blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You said, Father God, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this through you, but it was my Father who revealed this to you. That upon this rock, Peter, what you just said, when you said, that you are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Upon that rock, right there, Peter, I will build my church. That the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. That whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So, God, I thank you, God, that you said it, God. My God. We're going to stand on that word. Stand on that rock. Stand on that foundation. My God, and let the Lord build the house. His workers worked in vain, and his watchmen watches in vain, God. You said it, Father God. Hard Baba was Siki out of Robo. Glory to your holy name, God. You said it, God. You spoke it, God. Hallelujah, God. And we're going to hold on to your unchanging hand, God. Because, God, if you said it, God, that's enough that you already got it, God. It's already been fulfilled, Father God. Because you said, Father God, I'm the same God as today, yesterday, and forever, but always with me, God. 